don't miss a single episode of the Out Front with Vince Noble podcast. It's been ranked as top 5% globally recognized podcast. The show that gives emerging leaders, entrepreneurs, and technologists the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download or listen to your podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Out Front with Vince Noble podcast, the show that gives emerging leaders, entrepreneurs, and technologists the information and inspiration to thrive and become their best. For sponsorship and advertisement opportunities, please contact info at nobleresolutions.com. And now, your host, Vince Noble. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Out Front podcast. I am your host, Vince Noble. Hey, I am super excited today. We're going to be deep diving into the minds that's shaping our future through emerging technologies. Today, we have a very special guest with us, Dr. Elliot Heflin, a pioneer in the field of educational technology. Dr. Heflin is the CEO and founder of realitytech.org, a company primarily providing online technology education. We certainly have a lot to unpack in this episode, so let's go. Yeah. Uh. Out front with Vince Noble, raised up from the hot side, wants some shy sounds. Dreams are born or get the smack down. Every step feels like you walking on thorns. Yeah. up from the seven deuce block. The struggle was real. He refused to back down. He had a hunger to feel the success that he deserved. No matter the cost, he knew we had to grind hard just to avoid being lost. When many have failed, he was determined to succeed and leave a trail. From the warrior, from the concrete. Concrete's mind sharp like a razor Hustle the rumble, he's the king of the throne Making big moves, never alone the grind never stops, his ambition never slows Out front, the block to the board Run me, climb his way up A true boss, never satisfied with just a cup He wanted the whole jug, and he went for it all It's the lesson, he like a lion, never afraid of brawl Each success, he gained a new strength This focus sharp and like a blade of Great land, great land. He didn't need luck, he created his own fate. His destiny in his hands, he refused to wait. Vince D, a force to be reckoned with. He's drive like a rocket. His success a myth, but he made it a reality from the ground up. Out front with his noble day, never give up. Hustle never ends, the grind never dies. Out front, out front, taking over one step at a time. Never ends, the grind never dies. Out front, out front, taking over one step at a time. Dr. Helflin, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Thank you for um, selecting me to be on your show. I appreciate it very much. Hey, greatly, it's certainly a pleasure to have you on today. So, Dr. Heflin, um, let's start with, you know, a little bit about those who may not know you, your journey. Um, can you share with us a little bit about, you know, your early life and sort of what sparked your interest in technology? Well, what sparked my interest in technology, I became very fascinated by technology during my um, undergrad year. Um, I when I first entered college, I was a computer scientist. 
And I really mm-hmm. want to know about technology and want to know how the inner workings, the behind the scenes type things. And I gave, I became very fascinated with it um, because I seen a professor. He mm-hmm. was um, doing a prototype on Google Maps. This is way before you guys even knew what Google Maps was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I asked the guy, you know, can I look in? Can I be nosy for a second just to be candid about it? And he said yes. And um, he showed me my block on Google Maps. And I said, wow, I don't want to be left out the loop. And ever since that, since that day, I've been studying computers and studying programming and trying to be involved in technology. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So, so in terms of what do you think was the most fundamental, uh, I, I would say, background in terms of your educational journey? You know, we talk a lot about um, trying to spark the awareness with, with, with young minds and adults in terms of uh, STEM, um, you know, can you talk to us a little bit about specifically, like, what was your educational journey? Um, you know, what was your, your progress and, and, and as well as your struggles? Well, yes, I, you know, the, like I said, I always, I don't know, I don't know where the curiosity came from. Well, the curiosity, I always had the curiosity of why. What makes things mm-hmm. work? What makes things, you know, how did they do that? You know, I was always right. fascinated by that. You know, right. you know, so I, I, I guess you can say my investigation led to that, you know, just give mm-hmm. me that way. And like I said, the only struggles I really had is it was not many. It was not many. I was very blessed, you know, not to have typical struggles. Just life was lifing, as they say. But I really didn't have too many struggles other than, mm-hmm. you know, here, you know, I might have to work or something during my um, college years, but other than that, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, your, your, your dedication to education is truly inspiring, Dr. Elflin. And so can you tell us more about sort of your mission to inspire and nurture young minds in the field of technology? Yes. Um, I've, um, I've always wanted to be the kind of person, I still am the kind of person who gives back. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be um, selfish of me, to be honest. I thought it would be mm-hmm. selfish of me to obtain all this knowledge and not share it. So mm-hmm. what I wanted to do is I wanted to share with younger people because I have, I have a desire, I guess you can say is a personal bias or whatever. You know, um, because I believe that the things that I had to wait to college to learn, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that our children and youth have the ability to learn now. Mm-hmm. The only prerequisite mm-hmm. they needed was to know how to read. And that they knew how right. to read, I could take them from there. And that's pretty much what led me into educating younger children you know, about technology, because I didn't want them to be, like I said, left behind. I didn't want them to be not in the know. I mm-hmm, want them to be mm-hmm. very knowledgeable about the world that's around them. Right, right. 
I, you know, I think that's very interesting of what you said is that um, some things it took you getting to college to learn or to understand or to find out about more or less. Um, n- now children are getting it at, at a much earlier age. I mean, is, is that really getting across, um, I would say, to what we may you know, think of or know to be the most underserved population of, of society in, in some of our inner schools? Um, or, or you think the message still uh, is somewhat getting left out? Yes, I believe the message is getting left out. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it, I don't think it's getting left out from the powers that be. Just to be honest, mm-hmm. I really think mm-hmm. it's being left out. I don't know why, <laughs> because mm-hmm. like right, I said, I right. had that own, I had that struggle myself. So you know, I was mm-hmm. very, um, I was very astute, I guess you can say, in math. Uh-huh. And math was no problem for me. I right. didn't have any problem with math. It didn't give me any struggles or anything like that. And I bring it to the powers to be that you know the things that they were giving me was very easy. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't I didn't go to middle school as back in my day mm-hmm. they called it junior high. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> so you know it's it didn't happen. So and, mm-hmm. and I felt that I'm not alone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a u- unique individual. There's other mm-hmm. students out there that are being held back by the status quo or the standards that's being written, they're being held back. So I mm-hmm, made sure mm-hmm. I opened up a company that catered to those type of people who want to learn outside of the box. Right, right, so, right. You know. So so in terms of, I, I would say in terms of um, specifically public school education, the curriculum in terms of public schools, um, do, do you think that or you feel from your perspective, I would say that uh, in terms of emerging technologies and where we're going in terms of the future, uh, from your perspective, um, do you think the curriculums is supportive of providing the foundation, if you will, to go into this field or to prepare our young people for the future? No. At, at the junior high level. No. Because, yes. And the reason I say no is because mm-hmm. I'm comparing it to um, foreign countries, mm-hmm. countries outside of the U.S., you know, like China, India, different places like that. They're on the level that I teach on. Mm-hmm. So, but the wow. U.S. is not on that level. You know, mm-hmm. Not at elementary school. You might, you might, you have to wait to you in college to actually see real robots, not the little uh, balls that roll around on the floor. I'm talking about mm-hmm. actual robots that you code and, mm-hmm. and they can do everything that the it, that the industry robots do. You mm-hmm. understand what I mean? You get a chance to learn on that level, not something right. that I call abstract. I call it abstract learning because you're learning something connected to it, but it's not really that. <laughs> you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel right. I feel our students have enough um, enough knowledge, enough know-how to be able to start at that level. Mm-hmm. So, 
Mm-hmm. That's the only difference. So, so outside of the work that, that you're doing, what would you say um, that needs to be more of our focus to sort of impact or get out in front of this issue? Um, I, I would love to see, I would love to see everyone, um, I guess you could say strip, strip the standards mm-hmm. off and, and start from where the, real, the world really is and be mm-hmm. competitive in the world not just in the U.S., you know, elementary against elementary. No, this elementary school against a third world, so to speak, a third world country that's mm-hmm. outshining us. <laughs> right, so right, now, right, absolutely. So, you know, when when they have uh, competitions, our students are at that um, level that they are able to compete with it. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're not. Right, right. You know, I I just think it's, you know, my own perspective is that I think it's um, short of amazing in terms of um, what um, the caliber or level of 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 students and and technology and technological advances that that comes out of um, places like China. And I know it's a, a lot of negative commentary from the political perspective of, 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 you know, what China produces. Um, but, but for example, if you, if, if you walk around your home or walk around any, uh, in, you know, company today, um, China touches all of that. Yes. Um, and so, um, again, I, I just think it's, um, it is a noble mission, Dr. Heflin, which you, which you really engage in, um, and what you're doing. And so, um, you know, I just hope that uh, in the future, real soon, that there's more of what you're doing as well. And so what what sort of inspired you to sort of focus specifically on, you know, program coding language and robotics? Um, and then more specifically, like, wh- where do you think um, we're headed in terms of coding and robotics with with, with this new emerging of, of AI and all these other technologies. Okay, we already know that this, mm-hmm. this robotic technology exists. It's inside mm-hmm. of our automotive plants and different plants that are taking different roles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's in the grocery store, you do self-checkout. You know, it's everywhere. You know, and, yes. and you really have to be living under a rock as you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but and I th- just think we should be a part of it and not a part, mm-hmm. not being a part of it as being a worker like we always have. Right, you right. You know what I mean? Right. Being, being a consumer, be a, be a designer, be, be someone who construct these things. You know, we, mm-hmm. have, a, we have a big thing about uh, robots are going to steal our jobs and different things like that. No, they're not going to steal your job. They're going to replace your job for you to do something else. But it's up to you to do something else. Absolutely. And that's where I come in, you know, teaching you how to program and teaching you the behaviors of robots and how to control robots. Now, it's -hmm. it's up to you to use it. But Mm -hmm. it's it's there. (laughs) You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. And to answer your question a little bit more, we need to focus on that. You know, mm-hmm. everything else is really not an issue. 
You know, it, mm-hmm. it's coming. There's no stopping it. it absolutely, it, absolutely. It is, you know, like I tell uh, my students, it's just not at our price point yet. But people mm-hmm. actually have robots in their home washing dishes and and serve them drinks and you know, it's just not at your price point yet. But right, right. <laughs> it, it's going to be at your price point, though. At some point. At some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you remember, we used to, we used to carry um, cell phones around that was the size of a textbook. Yeah, that's so right. You know, that's right. It's going to be a matter of moments. And now we have uh, somewhat of a, you know, robotics that, that will cut your grass. Yes. And, Vacuum your floor and all these things. Yes. And like I said, the uh, the minute tasks are going to be gone. Mm-hmm. The mundane tasks, you know, putting things in a bag and, you know, things that really don't take any intellect to do. It's mm-hmm. going to be gone. So mm-hmm. it's up to you to start preparing your children or your student or your citizenship about what's really going on. Yeah, so so um, Dr. Heflin, as a as a as a as a lead coach of of robotics, you know what are some of the I guess you know fundamental attributes of a student interested in robotics? What are, what are some of the things you look for, or even kind of teach them in terms of going into robotics? Well, going into robotics to me the the foundation the foundation is coding we know that C++ is the number one language for robotics. And then, mm-hmm. but I advocate for all languages because it's only a little twist between each language, to be honest with you. You know, mm-hmm. saying for a little twist, it might be a comma in this one and not a comma in the other one. You understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's very mm-hmm. different, little minute changes, but like they said, once you learn one language, you know them all. Mm-hmm. And to me, if you if you learn the top five, you know, we know Java, JavaScript, Python, C++, and C is out there. Mm-hmm. So if you want your children to be really part of the industry, then you should get them in coding. You should. Absolutely. After Absolutely. In robotics, you should get them in. You know, but there's so many different fields to robotics. You know, you have mm-hmm. you have electricians, you have engineers, you have designers, you have the people who make the plastic, you know, for the body of the robot. There's so many different avenues that you can take. Mm-hmm. But to me, mm-hmm. just like you and I, when we, you know, I don't know if you're my age, I'm just assuming. <laughs> um, <laughs> when we were growing up, it's just certain things that we had to know. Right. And I just think this is one of the things that you have to know, even if you're not going to use it, even if you're right. not going to be a programmer, so to speak. We all know a little bit of math, but all of us are not mathematicians. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? But right. like I said, I think that is, that's just my personal perspective. I think that everyone should know a little bit about coding. Because it's right. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, so as yeah. right, absolutely. So as so as AI sort of AI adoption sort of grows, you know, from your perspective, what do you what do you think 
in terms of some of the eth- ethical considerations at the at the, at the junior high, elementary school, high school, and even at the, at, the, at the university level, you know, what are some of the ethical considerations that, that you may uh, think that needs to be put in place as, again, uh, AI adoption continues to grow? Well, quiet is kept, quiet is kept, man. Like, you know, I, you know, my name is Dr. Elliot Heflin, so I pretty much know about the, the different things, the different tools that they use or, mm-hmm. you know, um, detecting plagiarism and different things like that. Right, I believe, right. I believe the ethical part is going to have to be, we're going to have to make sure that the people that we have in charge, the powers mm-hmm. that be, are ethical people. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? Because we always, right. we got people now trying to plagiarize papers. Without yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Behind the scenes, they don't mm-hmm. know that their paper is being ran through something that's looking for likeness in your program. I mean, in your paper, in your essay, in your dissertation, whatever you're writing. Mm-hmm. It's already there. So it's almost like you're trying to do something that they're prepared for already. So right. you basically be, you know, tripping yourself up. So. I, mm-hmm. I really don't think it's really anything, you know, really ethical about it too much. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is fear factor, just to be happy, mm-hmm. you know, to scare people away from the technology or whatever. It might do this, it might do that. Come on now. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, everything that we do, it takes human input. Right. So you're gonna to have to watch the guy who who designed this this um, software that you might be using. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? But you know we're we're pretty good on that. You know we're pretty good at, and I say we, you know, as far as the United States, we're pretty good on regulating different things. You know, just a certain. Mm-hmm certain amount of things that you can do. This so far they'll let you go. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. So that's what I So think. so right. So so what do you what are some things that you think we can do in terms of a society that we really um I would say begin to actively um recruit and seek out, you know, some of our best and brightest um, to go inside, you know, to go inside uh, some of these fields um, that we know are emerging. What would you speak to that? I would say it 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 would have to be mandatory. Not a mm-hmm. If you're going to go from the private school, I mean, public school perspective, it will be something mandatory because you know this mm-hmm. is the way that the world is going. Not elective, you know. But I understand, you know the the politics of keeping everybody a worker. I understand that. (laughs) But I want you to understand you have a choice. And back to your question, it's they're going to have to make it important. It's going to have to be a priority. Now, as long as it's a priority, you know, children are going to do what you ask them to do. They're not going to do, you know, I know we've got some false belief that they're actually going to do 
what they want to do. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of old school, you know. I, I'm kind of old school, mm-hmm. so you know, you, you you do what your mind there tell you to do until you turn eighteen. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So if we if we make it mandatory, mm. you know that you have to study this, you have to be well versed in this, you have to know it. You know the same way we did multiplication, our timetables, and all that, or anything else. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and you know, absolutely, it's going to have the same repercussions if you don't. For you know mm-hmm. the people who didn't know how to read, the people who didn't know how to multiply, you, you know what those repercussions are. So it's going mm-hmm. to be the same repercussions if you don't learn how to code, if you don't learn about technology, you don't learn about how the world is going. You're going to be one of those people which I call workers. That's what you're going to be. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, when you when you really it, it gets down to as I see it, Doctor Helflin, you know, the greater impact is that. When we look at, um, you know, all the advances in technology as we continue um, to, to move um, in terms of what, what, you know, what we knew at one time from a agricultural age to industrial age to the information age and a highly technological age, um, we're really, as you spoke earlier, is getting left behind in terms of what the rest of the world. And so... When we look at uh, something like IT jobs, and that's from anywhere from the guy that's pulling the cable to the guy that's programming or what have you, um, or designing the topology or the security apparatus, um, we're we're really getting left behind in terms of 88,000 IT jobs uh, consistently go unfilled. And so they have to recruit from outside of the U.S., um, how how do we, you know, really, how do we slow that down? Like I said, we have to make it a priority. We have to, you know, mm-hmm. instead of making it elective, no, this is what you're going to do. You know, we take mm-hmm. the same attitude as that we took when I was in school. You know, you had to do wood chop. You had to do metal mm-hmm. shop. You had to do home economics. It was not <laughs> a choice. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you're mm-hmm. going to participate in um, public school, this is what you had to do for us to compete against the world. But now, right. it's right. like, you're really not pushing it. You're pushing it, yeah, but you're pushing it at a point that, to me, this is just my perspective, you're pushing it at mm-hmm. a point that it's too late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, here, here it is, Johnny come lately, just to get yeah, and the cat, the cat is already out the yeah, bag. Just to give you an example, we're talking about AI now, right? Mm-hmm. AI been out about thirty years. Yeah, yeah. You understand what I mean? And we're making a big hoop uh, about it now. Mm-hmm. Why now? Hmm. You understand what I mean? So if you're not, if you're not involved in it, you, you know, you. It's just going to be, you know, but that's okay. If you want to just be, I don't want anyone to get the wrong perception. I, it's okay if you want to be just that. I understand mm-hmm. there's complacent people in the world. I understand that. Right. You know, but I want you to know that what you see in front of you is not the top level. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the bottom. Right. It's the consumer point. 
mm-hmm. you know, the behind the scenes scenes, the people that you don't see, the names that you don't hear. That's who I want to Right, be. right. <laughs> so so how, how can we how can we shift in terms of our thinking? Because I guess it, a lot of times when we hear about emerging technologies and these things are going on, we really look at it, uh, you know, from an employee perspective yes. um, or a macro perspective. Like, but where does this impact at the micro level, you know, the mom and pop, the individual next door? How can, you know, what would you say? How can we benefit from that like now? You know, the guy that's in the mom and pop the individual next door, how can we benefit like right now from some of these technologies? I think, I think exposure. Exposure mm-hmm. is the number one. And like I was telling um, our robotics team yesterday, like I was telling them yesterday, um, you guys have what we call the WW dot, right? Mm-hmm. We have that now, right? It's a worldwide web. What does that mean? Does mm-hmm. that mean that you just be talking to people in the U.S.? Right. No. We have a number one school. You know, I'm just giving an example. You have a number one robotics school in China. Why are you mm-hmm. not talking to the students in China? Why are you not mm-hmm. talking to these people and trying to see how did they become the number one school in the world? Mm-hmm. How? You understand what I mean? Instead of right, waiting, right. I'm going to get a little deeper about this. Vince, I'm sorry about that. Uh, instead of waiting on someone else to cater to your needs, mm-hmm. it's very obvious what you need to be doing. From my right. perspective, you, may, hey, you may not know, but we need to get over the point of waiting on others mm-hmm. to fulfill what we need in our community. Right. So, yeah. That's a good point. Once we do that, man, I, I believe the, the door will be open for us. Once we really let children know that this this computer here, this computer can open so many doors for you. You don't have to do go through the effort that I had to go to, you know, with getting up and, you know, and going to a library and looking through doing decimals. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You can mm-hmm. roll over in your bed and start typing and Next thing you know, you're connected to China. Right, absolutely. And you're talking to a Chinese student, of course, maybe, and they're they're very big on speaking English. So, what's the problem? Mm-hmm. So you know, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Vince, if I know that Vince can do something better than I can, and I want to learn what Vince is doing, I'm not intimidated by that. Right, absolutely. I want to know, Vince, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to learn it and apply it to my own personality and deliver it in a different way. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's, we have to get at that mindset, man. You know, it's, we really have to get at that mindset about not letting um, our fears, our fears, mm-hmm. absolutely contaminate our children. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you weren't great at math don't mean Billy's not going to be great at it. Absolutely. You understand know I mean? So take those, you know, expectations off a different, you know, uh, off your children, the low expectations. If you have fears, take it off. Mm-hmm. Take it off. And then, like I tell parents, 
If you if you don't know anything about computers, put your son with somebody who does. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid that the guy down the street might be smarter than me. So what? Right. You know, yeah. I think what you said. I think what you said is, which is so important, is is that um, what are the first of all? What are the expectations that we have? And and you know, to your point, you know, um, performance um, is is linked to expectations. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of times, you know, we do have very low. Uh, expectations, um, you know, a little, little Johnny, little Mike, that's in the fourth, fifth grade that may have other interests, but but no one else really um, cultivate that, and and so you know, performances are direct linked to expectations, I believe, and, and that's that's a very good point. Yes, I, you know, it's just like you know, like they say, man, this, and you know. In our community, I'm not just going to say in the um, brown and black community. I'm not just going to say that. And mm-hmm. I say the United States, period. Mm-hmm. Right. The, Absolutely. The expectation is so low. Mm-hmm. You understand what I mean? So when people meet these expectations, it's a pride in it. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't be. You understand what I mean? A lot of people blame it on the, you know, the participation, you know, type thing, <laughs> you know, the, um, you know, how they give participation um, awards mm-hmm. and different things like that. You know, all you got to do now is show up. Right. <laughs> everybody get everybody get a trophy. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's not like that in the real world. Yeah. You understand what yeah. I mean? If you let these children know, okay, you know, this is not hard. You know, Vince, I actually did uh, a talk before and the professors told me that I am the first person that they actually ever heard to say robotics was easy. Mm-hmm. I said, why? Why do you tell somebody it's hard when it's not? Mm-hmm. And you know it's not. Right. That's right, all you need right. is a reading comprehension. And the last time I checked, um, um, you're supposed to be at reading level at third grade. Yeah, we know some people slip through the cracks, but mm-hmm. you're supposed to be at reading level at third grade, or you can't go to the fourth. So the people right. I'm talking to is you know, high school students. So I'm assuming already that you are at reading, you know, at reading level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? Why are we telling right. you it's hard? Well, all you got to do is know how to read. Absolutely. And once you learn how so, to read it, the world. Matt, that's I right. I living proof that once you learn how to read, the world will open up to you. Absolutely. That's a powerful statement there. So, Dr. Hafton, before we wrap up, um, do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom for our listeners? Uh, you know, especially for those, um, you know, that's interested in pursuing, you know, a career in technology and how, how can people connect with you either online or through uh, social media? Well, you can contact me online. My, um, my um, email address is reality text with an S 
www.elliotheheflin.org. And you also can find me online by my name, Elliot Heflin. Or if you want to go to my business page, it's Dr. Elliot Heflin, online educator. But like I said, I'm pretty much anywhere. If you Google me, I'm going to show up. But I just want everyone to, the nugget I want to leave you guys is make sure that you tell your student or your child that this is possible. And this is the the way the world is going. It's Mm -hmm. not about if you like it. It's the way the world is going. And I guarantee you, no matter what field you're going into, I can connect technology to it. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. I can connect technology to it. So it's up to you if you want to learn that, you know, that aspect of your business or if you want to be employed. It's up to you. Mm -hmm. Right. But I still want you to have the knowledge. So when you go into either one of these places or spaces that anyone just can't tell you anything, mm-hmm. you'll know about it. So that's that's the only thing I you know, get out their way. Get out their way. Mama, I love robotics. You need to get them in robotics. If you go in the if you go in the room and got Johnny is playing a game all day. You need to say to Johnny, okay, Johnny, since you like playing these games, man, I'm going to sign you up to a class that where they make games, where they develop games. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sign you up for that class. And if you don't want to go, well, you can't play these games anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yep. And I guarantee you, when Johnny creates his first game and he see that he did it, and the gratification of being able to play something that he created. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Yes, sir. Absolutely. What wise words indeed, Dr. Halflin. And so, listen, thank you so much for joining us on today and sharing your insights on future technology. Uh, And to all our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Outfront with Vince Noble. Until next time, uh, stay curious and explore the frontiers of knowledge. Until next time.